today on The Breakdown. There's five left in the $300,000 buy-in Aria Super High Roller Bowl. In Ike Haxton and Adrian Mateos, two of the very best players in the whole dang world, are going to play a big-time pot in this big-time tournament with huge money on the line. And we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. We recently had somebody overhearing our podcasts. Yeah. And they, they're a friend of ours, a friend of both of ours. And they said to Jonathan, your openings are weird and I don't like them. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, I suppose his reasoning was because Jonathan sounds different than he ever otherwise does. That's what he and said. It was yeah. disconcerting and it felt off-putting. Mm. So if, but if you don't know Jonathan, maybe, maybe you just listen for the openings. You, you turn it off right away. I mean, they hear the rest of the show. Who they does? The audience. Like, yeah, Carl with a K does, but everybody yeah. else just listens to the opening. Okay. But, you know, Carl with the K isn't tweeting in about how upset he is about my opening, <laughs> so true. I think I'm fine. Yeah. Paul disagrees. The Hall of Famers are not writing and complaining about the openings. That's all I'm saying. So I feel I'm good. <laughs> hey, if you don't like the openings, let us know. Tweet at us. It's cool. Yeah. I'm not going to be upset. Give us, if you don't like the openings, don't just give us a problem. Give us a solution. All right. <laughs> You know, tell us how to do it differently that you well, would like. I mean, you have to just give us a general direction is fine. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what what would you rather? What would you rather? Actually, you know, while we're at it, what would you rather have us do? What what would you like different about this show in general? Let us know. We're open to it. Yeah. Tweet at us. We're at Two Poker Guys. Yeah, but if you tell us we're bad, you're you're dumb. I mean, you can't be a dick about it. But you know, yeah, as long as you're friendly, it's like Twitter, we're going to definitely be a dick. Twitter is full of that. Right, but I'm saying we won't listen as much to that. Like, you know, right. you gotta be you gotta be nice about it because if we think you hate us, then we're gonna think you're probably not coming from great intention. But those of you who actually like the show, sure, definitely let us know what you think. And if you think we could do some things better, if you want us to do more of something we're not doing, whatever, definitely let us know. We want to. I want to know that. Yeah, I'd be happy to like modify things if a bunch of you think we should do it one way or another. We get enough suggestions or a really good suggestion. We might do a Twitter poll about it. Who knows? Yeah, I love constructive criticism. I thrive on it. I like constructive criticism. Personally. Wonderful. Big fan of it. Construction paper, also pretty good. Yeah. And good just construction. Yeah. All of those things. <laughs> okay. Is this an example of things we shouldn't do? I, I mean, I feel like this is going to be like, like from now on. Remember, there was a long time when you would do give me feedback about the opening immediately after the opening. We'd always spend like three yeah. minutes talking about the opening. So we didn't really do that. We, this is more meta. We like went a, a sort of a step deeper. Good. Congratulations we're always, to us. We're always moving up. Yeah. And uh, always moving up are Adrian Mateos and Ike Haxton. Always. No. <laughs> Never not moving up those guys. <laughs> Never not cabbage. So what I'm thinking about when I'm watching this hand, which yeah. is a cool hand, it was suggested, by the way, by only one person, but this is a good hand. So This is a good hand. And this guy is not a Hall of Famer. I've never seen him suggest a hand before, but it seems like he's a really promising like college freshman. Uh, Josh J.D. Duvid, sorry, Duve Devaney. Okay. Josh J.D. Duve Devaney has suggested this hand, and it's a great hand. I like and, it a lot. And when, when he says college freshman, you just mean like a prospect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's okay. a good prospect. Just to be clear. Yeah. Um, cool. Good NBA prospect for suggesting hands, which is our weird joke that we have going on. Um, so something about this hand that I think is exemplified well that I have said before about a lot of players and hands that we've done, like, I really don't want to play against that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this hand is such a good example of why I don't want to play against either of the players involved. 
Like the decisions both players make, I'm just like, I, that's it. That seems horrible to play against. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Hey, just to um, put a finer point on that, I just, while you were talking, looked up these guys' all-time ranking on the Hendon Mob all tournament right. money list. Adrian Mateos is 28th all-time with $17 million in wins. Damn. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Isaac Haxton, of course, higher than that. 13th with $23.5 million in wins. These guys are playing the really big buy-in events like 300K, so it's easier to get these numbers than it used to be. Still, this is impressive. Very I mean, it's impressive. just straight impressive, right? Mateos may be more impressive than Haxton because he hasn't been around for nearly as long. That's right. Mateos yeah, much is much newer. And he, Mateos is, what, 24 years old. It's Something crazy. like that. Yeah. He's good. He's the real deal. He's one of the true prodigies, you know? Mm-hmm. Like him and Fedor kind of came around at the same time. Fedor got a lot more attention, but Mateos I mean, is very good. Yeah. Fedor has had significantly more success. Yeah. But sure, Mateos is quite good and not anyone I want to be playing against. Yeah. I would hate it. All right. So thank you, Josh JD. Yeah. Jonathan, have a drink of water. Um, 25K, 50K are the blinds. Okay. And as Jonathan mentioned, there are five players left. Yeah, they've all locked up nine hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars on this three hundred K buy-in. So, which is you know not a huge profit, but three you know, but I mean it's six hundred, almost seven hundred thousand dollars. ROI speaking, it's not a yes, huge. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. But obviously, everybody's happy to have made the money. It's a much bigger deal. It's real world money. Um, first place is how much? Three, almost three point seven million. Is it pretty top heavy? It is. Um, the jump from fifth to fourth is almost insignificant, really. It's a little more than 200K, which okay. is weird. In fact, the jump from sixth to fifth is more than the jump from fifth to fourth. What? By, yes, I know. It's 216,000. Oh, I'm, yep. It's the same jump. Sorry. It's 216,000 both oh, times. Okay. okay, never mind. That's, that's that makes reasonable. more sense. It, it does make more sense. I'm sorry. No, but here it is. The jump from seventh to sixth. Is is bigger? That's two hundred and sixteen thousand. Man, you, never mind. You, get, you got so excited. I keep getting excited because I don't do the math before I, you know, I just I just look at the number. I'm like, well, that's got to be more. It's not. It's the same. Okay, but first place is three point six million. Second place is two point one million. Third place is one point five. So having locked up almost a million dollars is super sweet. But you know, you could double that if you can make it to second, or even more than triple it if you make first. So there's yep. still a lot to win. At the same point, kind of a sobering thought, if you win the Aria Super High Roller Bowl, they give you 12 buy-ins. It doesn't sound like a lot when you say well, it that way. Well, but you're not really playing this 12 times most of the time in your life. Um, maybe not. They've had five of them now. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if any of these guys at, the, at this table right now, the, the final five have played this more than a few times. So, yeah. Anyway, let's continue. All right, 50K Big Blind. Ike Haxton's going to open the action. He is the big stack with $3.275 million in front of him, although Talal Shakurchi is very close behind, hmm. a businessman, and uh, Alex Fox is not too far behind either. So just over 60 blinds, and he's going to min-raise in the cutoff with Queen-9 offsuit, Queen of Clubs, 9 of Diamonds to 100K. I mean, it's obvious just stack position situation. Got to... Got to bully the table. I, I find it interesting he's only min-raising as opposed to making a little bit more. Yeah, it is interesting, but that's what Ike's doing, yep. so it's probably right. <laughs> um, folds to Mateos in the big blind, who has 775K in front of him, so he's teetering on the edge of pain. What basically. are the blinds? 25K, 50K. Yeah, okay. Maybe this is why Ike can, can make it so small. Right. Because he's like, it's significant to you, Adrian. Yeah. Right. But Mateos proves that he can call with a lot of hands here by calling with 7-6 off. And I think that's what you're supposed to do. 
I agree, but what it means is like Mateos is going to be um, moving in a lot, though, right? Yeah, and so Mike doesn't need to if he makes a two and a half or two. Adrian's moving in with pretty much the same range, right? Definitely the exact same range. Yeah, I so think. then this way Ike just gets to save half a blind so much of the time by making it this much, and it probably doesn't. Mateos's calling range may change slightly, but not not that much, right? Just yeah. just the littlest bit. I don't know if, if Ike makes it. If he starts three xing, that'll be different. Then Mateos might be folding this hand. Yeah, that's right. I think he has to actually. Right. But two xing, you just forced a call. Just what, the world. One hundred twenty-five k. Mateos still probably calls with I his hand. I think he calls when he's got he's got a little more than fifteen blinds. I think he just does. If there actually is a difference, and and Haxton would fold him out with seven six when he makes it one twenty-five versus one hundred, then he should be making it one twenty-five. No question. I'm sure he's Haxton believes fully aware of that. that that's not the case. I yeah. suppose. So Mateos makes the call. There's 275 in the pot. It's already a huge pot for Mateos. Yeah. It's a big deal because it's a big blind Annie. So with five remaining, they still have a full big oh, blind Annie. Oh, man. That's so, tough. Yeah. It's rough. 275K in the pot. The flop is not really great for either player. Better for Ike than it is for Mateos. And it's a king, a nine, and a 10 with two spades. Mm-hmm. Mateos has the only spade. He does have a bad gut shot. Ike has bottom pair and a good gut shot. So Mateos checks. Seems reasonable. Yep. We want to hear some fun sizing. Yes. Ike bets 55K. Wow. That is crazy. It's not a min bet, but it is 55. As as close as it can be, pretty much, right? It may literally be the next one up, right? They probably don't have 1K chips anymore. So let's... What do you think about that? I don't know why he's doing that. Like, what... He's doing this so that way... I'm just trying to think out loud here. He's doing this so that way... He gets to the turn unbelievably cheap. And so then he gets to, if he improves, great. I mean, if it's a nine or a jack, basically. Um, otherwise, he's just going to check back a lot. And he's doing sort of extreme pot control against Adrian's. Even Adrian. Also, maybe because Adrian's stack is so small, he feels he can bet super tiny. If Adrian misses, he's just sort of forced to give up. And there's no need to bet more, I guess. I guess. Maybe Ike also thinks like the hands that are going to call him are... Like there's so few like he's just folding out some equity. That I what I don't actually I don't even know what he's supposed to be folding out though that he's worried about. Yeah. I mean, he's not folding out a 10 obviously. He's not folding out a 9 for 55k either. Well, he can get called by a worse 9. That's the only good thing so far about this. I guess Adrian never has a pocket pair, right? Like never. never. Pretty much never, yeah. Pretty much 0% of the time. Um yeah, I mean, I guess he's charging a gut shot a little bit. Maybe he thinks Adrian is pretty bluffy, so he wants to give Adrian a little, throw a little chum in the water. Although, if you're this kind of a hand, it almost plays better as a check. Yeah. Although, the truth is, when Adrian has like 13 and a half lines, it doesn't really matter either way, right? Like, whether you bet now or you bet later, like, you're, if he wants to bluff, he's going to be able to go all in pretty easily against you. And you're going to have to, if you're bluff catching, you're going to have to call all the chips. Like, you can't really pot control when his stack is this small. You just delay the inevitable of the shove if he wants to do it. I guess, I don't know. It would be interesting to ask Ike why he did this because I'm yeah. sure he's got a good reason. Can you think of anything beyond the stuff I was throwing out? He thinks that with Adrian's stack size and the wetness of the board, if Ike bet a more normal amount, like 140K, something like that, Adrian's going to fold a nine a lot of the time, mm-hmm. which I think would be a reasonable fold yeah. for Adrian. And this way he gets some value from a nine. That's the best I got. Yeah, because like Adrian just doesn't have pocket pairs, like smaller pocket yeah. pairs, which you could get value from. So we're down, we're down to, and then we would need Adrian to have an ace high and not have shoved it pre, which is possible. No, a nine, a nine. No, I know. I'm saying, oh, okay. I'm not forgetting, I'm not talking about nines. I'm talking all about right. other worse hands. Um, I'm just thinking about all the things he's folding out. So he's folding, there are, so there are no pocket pairs there. 
Adrian has very few ace highs also. I think he's probably folding his ace highs in this board too. It's such a horrible board for ace high. So you, well, but also he's just three betting three bet all yeah. a lot with his right. ace highs. Anybody right? might not three bet if he has like ace four, he's hates this board and folds. Yeah, so that so we're killing a tiny bit of equity there, but yeah. not it's not that big a deal. I, I mean he will Ike will get called by eight nine and seven nine and six nine suited now and five nine suited. I mean, okay. And so, that's cool ish. That's the only benefit I can really find though. Okay, maybe it's that Ike thinks while he doesn't have a very strong hand and while it's hard to get called by stuff, anytime Ike's hand gets better, it's terrifying to Adrian. Like yeah. straight two pair or trips is gonna scare Adrian, right? Yeah. So it's hard for Ike to really make a lot of money no matter what he does. But then can you just check back? Then then it's I would just check back. Then it's not as terrifying to Adrian. You, you know, you may have missed it. You may have ace high. You you know, Adrian can rep trip nines if you, if another nine comes. Like checking back seems like the easy I like checking back a lot more than betting 55k. Um, I will say this, if we bet 55k, we can't like fold if anything crazy happens, right? Like we have yeah. a pair and a gut shot and he's got 13 and a half lines. Like we can't just throw this hand away, right. even though we're often going to be not good. We're losing all his value for sure. Right. Yeah. Like if he decides to raise, um, but maybe his bet of 55 K is to induce. Have we thought about that? Um, I don't remember if we talked about that a little bit or not, but it could be, it could be doing this. It's, this is a weird hand to be inducing with. Well, what hands is, are you worried about? I guess you're worried about does, does Adrian have all the two pair combos? Probably. He probably doesn't ship King 10 pre. It's close. He might. Sometimes he will. Sometimes he won't. Is yeah. my guess. Nine ten. Adrian could definitely have king yes. nine. He probably can have, and maybe he'll ship that sometimes. Yeah. Queen jack. He can either ship or have. He probably ships queen jack. I don't know. King ten, queen jack are both close. Maybe Ike is betting fifty five k so he can check back the turn a lot most of the time, and then the river bet is going to be not all in. Like this way, he doesn't have to play an all in pot by. You know, so he gets through, he gets all the way to the river for only betting 55K a lot of the time by betting 55K. I don't, right that's now. not his goal. It, it, seems, it seems weird. Can we to, go back down the induction line here? Yeah. Because I was talking about the hands that are a problem to induce against. But right. if, if Ike thinks he's in, like, okay, sometimes Adrian has two pair, although I block two pair and I block queen jack. So those are both good things. Yep. And those are the more questionable hands in Adrian's range because they're higher up in the deck and he's going to shove those pre flop a lot. So what is the best way to actually get action from bluffs? Like, because Adrian has a ton of like four, five, six, seven. I mean, five, do we six. think do we think Adrian's gonna like bluff with these no equity hands? Maybe my Ike is like, how can I make that happen? Fifty five k is a way. That's, to, that's a way to try. Like, that's true. Because if you're Adrian and you're sitting there, you're like fifty five k. Fuck you, Ike. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and now Adrian's too good to have that type of emotional reaction. But it also is probably not something that Ike is doing a ton of the time. So Adrian might read something into it that's not there, mm-hmm. or Ike might allow him to read into it what is there and then call anyway. And he might think that Adrian's range is really heavy of unpaired low card hands. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Ike also just thinks his hand is such that like there's going to be very few runouts where Ike isn't going to be comfortable getting it all in with Adrian's stack size. And uh, like Adrian almost, ne- if an ace comes, that's not really scary. If a queen comes, he makes two pairs. He's not going to fold even though Jack makes a straight. Yeah. Um, there's like no cards really to be afraid of from Mike's point of view. That's going to be like, especially scary for him. Like he's not going to love it if a queen comes. Cause obviously there's an easy way he's beat, but Adrian will be polarized. If he puts in a big bet, I has got a clear calling hand against that for this stack amount. It'll be an easy play for him. Right. Yeah. So that 
I mean, there's also some equity denial against the, the like four or fives. You know, if they could have backdoor flush draws or they could have backdoor two pair backdoor trips. Yeah, okay. Tiny bit of equity. And, and you're not going to get value from those hands anyway. Adrian's not going to like bet them when I checks back with this stack on this board. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to raise very often either with them, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it's okay to deny those things equity, although it's weird to be not denying four or five equity. It on is. Board. It is. But that's, I mean, that's the best I can come up with. Yeah, is there's like not a lot Trying here. to induce because he believes Adrian is very heavily weighted towards the lower end of the deck because all the top cards are accounted for and Adrian would ship with a lot of the top cards. Yeah. And uh, so let's see if we can get a little, little bluff action out of him. From Mike's point of view, it's like, this is the kind of board that's better for me than for you, so I can bet... Um, I don't know, man. It's hard to come up with that much else. Yeah. That really makes a whole lot of sense to me anyway. Well, I can deuces. It works. Yeah. Adrian does have a gut shot, but he decides to race to 200 K. Mm-hmm. So I can't fold, right? Because he's betting no. so tiny. It'd be absurd to fold this hand in this spot. So in a way, though. this has worked beautifully. Yeah. Because Adrian would never have done this if I made a normal size bet. I don't know if that's true or not. If I with, bet's 120? With Adrian's stack on a King 10 9 2 spade board? I mean, Ike opened the cutoff, right? Yeah. I mean, he could have a lot of hands that can't call, like a lot. I'm saying if Mateos had 6 7, like this yeah, scenario. I understand. Yep. Adrian has a gut shot. Yeah. Yeah. You really think if Ike bets in like half pot? I mean, you told me a story in a podcast, I think from this tournament, where somebody, oh, it was Bad Zikowski, had like. Like check raised all in when he had a gutter with with King Ten off, yeah. right? And it was like on an ace high board, right? I mean, was it that different? I don't really remember. I didn't see the hand. It was kind of different, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it was it was it was like had, an ace jack x board, right? I mean, yeah, it was. Just saying, like, and it was an open from the button instead of the cutoff. But those are pretty wide, both pretty wide up spots. Buttons wider, but they're both pretty wide. I suppose. I just don't think. I just don't think. It's likely that Mateos does the check raise if if I goes half pot. I really don't. Okay, but why? Why do you say that? I mean, you're basing this on the bad Zukowski play, right? Which we both thought was absurd. Absolutely absurd. But that but that wasn't the part that we thought was absurd. We thought it was the flat preflop that was absolutely absurd. Not the the check raise all in was fine. Yeah, I mean, comparatively, right? Um, I mean, if Adrian, I mean, Adrian, this is totally, a very different type of gut shot, though. It's like this board is worse. That's true. This board is worse. Ike has a lot more hands he can call with. I mean, the question is, is if Ike has a nine and no gutter, he might not bet it, right? He might not, yeah. Yeah. So if he has a 10, I guess he's going to bet. Yeah. Mostly. If he has a king, he's definitely betting. Um, I don't know. I mean, Adrian would be able to raise more. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. I don't, I don't want to say he's definitely not check raising okay. with the gutter. I don't know that that's I, I, true. That's fair. And I know that it's our job to be contrarian against each other's thoughts. But yeah. like, do you actually think that, that Adrian would be as likely to raise a half pop bet over than a 55? I mean, I just said, I don't know. Okay. So I, I'm sticking with that. I okay. mean, I understand what you're saying about the board texture. I don't think that's crazy. I think that makes sense, but I think Ike opened from the cutoff. Ike's got a big stack. Ike likes to bet and Ike likes to bully. And Maybe he thinks I could see him betting 55 K and not having it and just being like, yeah, I'm going to fold, but it's so cheap to try and win this pot when your stack is small, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure I can bet 55 and not have it sometimes. Yeah. That's to my point. Oh yeah. You're right. We're talking about a hundred and yeah. Okay. But a normal size bet too. Like you can absolutely not have it. We can, a normal size bet. as, as Adrian, we can fold out, we can fold out a fair amount of stuff because well, we've got a big enough stack with fold equity there. Right. But this way, Adrian gets to race to 200 K 
What would yeah. you have to raise to if It'd I effectively be moving? It. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big difference. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Adrian knows he gets to preserve his stack. Yeah. Right. If Ike moves him in, right. He's right. going to fold. Um, the problem is of course, if Ike calls, yes, that's not a great spot for Adrian anymore. Right. It's not a, it's not a wonderful spot. No, obviously. Okay. So Adrian does make it 200 K. Yeah. Ike has to call though. Doesn't I, he? Mostly has to call if he has anything. Maybe if he didn't have additional equity with his nine, he wouldn't. But maybe he wouldn't buy fifty-five k. I'm not sure. It's all very strange. I mean, because I'm saying with what he actually has and what's what's really transpired, he's got queen nine. He's yeah. got a gut shot. He's got bottom pair. But it's hard. There aren't that many ways he loses right now, just because of the action pre-flop and the stack size pre-flop of Mateos. Right? I think it cuts Mateos down have, on some stuff. I think Mateos could, could have, have any king at this point. He can have a lot of kings. I'll give you that. He might decide to check raise a king here. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Ike just isn't going to fold right now with, with a pair and a gutter and where it's Mateos also. Mateos can lose his mind and do crazy stuff. We know that. I think, I think it's a clear call. I mean, for, uh, yeah, but for let's, Ike. let's talk about Mateos's raise. Okay. Do you think Ike induced this with his sizing or do you think Mateos, I guess we already talked about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying I don't know. Yeah, but okay. So do you think this is a bad idea? By Mateos to raise. I don't know if it's bad, but it sure is ambitious. Yeah. You know, I don't love it on this board at all. Like, I, I think I would try, if I were him, I'd be trying to pick boards that clearly more suited me than suited Ike. Like, the fact that I have, if I'm him, I have 15 or 16 blinds. I flat the preflop raise or call the preflop raise from the big blind. It just eliminates so many kinds of hands that would be good for me. Like, how often does Mateos have the nuts here? He, he may not pot, he may, it may be, he may almost never be able to have the nuts here. Possibly. He might be, but we're not sure. Well, some of the yeah. time, like he's going to, some of those we can eliminate though. He's yeah. not going to have all combos of queen Jack, right? Cause he's going to re-raise with those right. sometimes. Um, it's hard for him to have top two here. He can have it probably, but a lot of the time he's going to re-raise with King 10 in this spot. Right. Um, that may be true sometimes with King nine. That may be true with 10, nine suited. We can eliminate some things where if the board was, he has seven, six, right? If the board was four, three deuce. Now I can get behind this a little bit more, you sure. know, or five, three deuce. Okay. Like that makes more sense for me where like he can have two pair. He can have top pair. He can have, he has, he just has more of those things. He has some Kings, but he also would have re-raised with some Kings, you know, yeah. that's all. So, so yeah. I don't, so I don't love it. That's, I think I think I'm down on it overall. What, what, how do you feel about it? I think I'm down on it too, but I also it, like based on me being down on it, it makes me kind of think that it is more of like Ike is trying to induce here because it feels like a weird spewy play. Yeah, and it feels like Ike just accomplished his goal. Is kind of what it feels like to me. Right on. I'm down with that. And Haxton does call, which I think he kind of has to. I it's, think he has. To. He decided to put himself in an uncomfortable spot. He yeah. didn't have to, but he. Decided to do this. When he decides to, to bet instead of check, he's committing to not folding on the flop, I think. I think if Mateos moves in, he's calling. He doesn't like it, but he's calling. Moves in? I don't know. Maybe. It's Because, I mean, Mateos is going to have like 450K left, right? In the it's 675. Group. After the race? Uh, after the raise, it would be 620. No. Mateos, Mateos starts the hand with 775. Right, and then he goes down to 675, and then he raises 200. So it's going to be 475. Oh, I thought you said on the flop if he went all in. No, no, I'm saying after the raise. I'm talking about after the raise. So he yeah. just raised. Oh, if, if Ike oh you're thinking after the Ike starts. I mean, after Mateos just check raised. So now he's going to have 440, 475 left, right? I thought you were saying if Mateos check raised all in. Oh, no, I'm not saying that at all. No, okay. I'm saying Ike, Ike's calling here, and I'm saying he's now committed to calling 
I think he's in his mind, he's probably going to be committed to calling all in now or later because there's only be 475 left. And how big is the pot? It's going to be 675. Right. So like, so that's sort of all the same thing. If you go, if you call the all in on the turn or you, you know, because you're like, well, look how much he has left in the pot size. It's sort of the same as when he moves in on the flop, isn't it? I mean, we, it, it it looked, it comes in a different form, but it's really all the same thing. It's a pretty high variance decision. Yeah. But again, I decided to bet. And I guess, I think these are all the dominoes that fall you know, consequentially when that happens. Constructionally. Yes. It's a constructive domino set. Those are fun. Are they? You know what else is fun? Um, wait, I know this one. Snow cones are fun. Snow cones are pretty fun. Yeah. They they can be fun. Cotton candy. uh, Blizzards from the, the DQ. Yeah. (laughs) Those are fun. You turn those things upside down. Sometimes they don't fall out. Depends on how long you've had them. Well, that too. Yeah. Anyway, what's more fun than all of those bullshit yes. things is oh. Nitrogen Sports. Poker! Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is the sponsor of this podcast. Yes. Because they know who to sponsor. They like us and we like them. And there's a reason for that. And it's because they have so many great offerings. Also, they pay us. But they have so many great <laughs> offerings, which we, uh, which we do think are quite wonderful, including, yes, they have a poker room, of course, an online poker room. They also have sports betting. They also have casino games it's bitcoin only which is super super sweet because it means you get your money in lightning fast and you get your money out faster than pretty much anywhere else like all the other poker sites where it's where they pay you in bitcoin even it's like a 48 hour processing fee it totally blows and then they pay you this is like an hour and a half you get your money from the time you request it it just gets there so much faster they're committed to that that's nice and if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for nitrogen you get access to exclusive poker guys events and promotions including our monthly tournament yes jonathan it's a it's a humdinger it's i'll a say thing that hummer why is it a humdinger grant i'm going to tell you you don't Why have to you, respond. I got this, man. That's like a sales technique, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's a few of them. Another one is to like have you imagine yourself with the product. Yeah. Like, so what do you, when you, uh, tomorrow morning, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do? Where, where are you going to take your Mitsubishi Eclipse? You know, where are you going to drive it? You know, stuff like that. And yeah. you're like, I get you imagining it. Bam, that sale's coming. I know what I'm doing. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so imagine yourself, everyone, playing this poker tournament on Nitrogen Sports Poker, where there's an amazing overlay at the end of every month, the Poker Guys Tournament. They put up a 1,000 buy-ins. They guarantee it. We got like 80 players. That means there's 920 buy-ins worth of free money sitting around. It's also super cheap to play. It's a tenth of a millibit, which in Bitcoin terms means these days like 38 to 40 cents. Are you kidding me right now? It's amazing. You should just stop using the actual conversions in the ads because it changes so much. By the time they hear it, it yeah. could be, I know, could be 20 cents, could be a dollar fifty. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it goes, I mean, yeah. I remember when we were excited that a millibit, not uh, an actual millibit was a dollar. This is like near the beginning of nitrogen sponsoring us. Yeah. And then there was a point when it was almost $20, you know, and now a millibit, I guess is yeah, three, almost four bucks. So it moves around, bro. It moves around just like nitrogen. It's everywhere. It's in your house. It's in your head. It's an element. <laughs> anyway, we're done with that. <laughs> All right. The so best ad reads in the business. That's us. We are known for that. All right. There are 675K in the pot, and Adrian Mateos is not happy because he just right. got called, and he has less than a pot remaining. And, and seven high. If he check folds or something, he'll have less than 10 blinds. Ugh. It's all a bad situation. This is, this is just another reason not to do this. Like, yeah. when you get called... 
you're just like, uh, like, am I committed to this? I don't really want to be, I guess you can just shut down and put no more chips in, but it sucks. Like you said, well, I want to talk about this turn because it's interesting to me. Okay. The turn is the four of spades. Remember the flop was king of spades, nine of hearts, 10 of spades. Adrian has the only spade in his hand. He has the seven of spades with six, seven. Ike has queen nine, no spade. Yeah. Mateo's checks. I don't understand this, that at all. I don't understand at all. I, I feel like Ike would have moved in with a flush draw on the flop pretty much every time. Yep. Over the raise. So Mateos is the only guy who can have flush draws. Unless, the, I mean, I can have the nut flush draw and I can have a parent of flush draw, but that's kind of it, right? You he's, mean right now? Not on the flop. Why can't he have it on the flop? The nut flush draw? You think he's going to not move in with the nut He could flush? decide to call with the ace high flush draw and, and then, but no, he's calling all turns. Okay. Because he he's got showdown value. He could do that. Because um, Mateos is bluffy. Yeah. And, and you did this 55K bet to induce and yeah. all that. Or if, I guess if I get Jack 10 or Queen 10 of spades with so much equity, it's fine just to call and let anything happen. Right, because you've got a pair. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think you would just call. Yeah. Especially against the guy who you're trying to induce against. Right. But besides that, like, yeah, Ike's going to have to move in with all his other spades, right? Yeah. He can't really just call. So right. I don't know what Adrian's I think he's doing. mostly going to move in with his nut flush rows, too. I think he probably is. He's just like, let's go, right? Yeah. It's fine. And uh, so Mateos could have a bunch of flush draws here as play. Yeah. Mateos, I don't understand why in the world Mateos wouldn't be moving in right now. Like, yeah, once in a while, he's going to snap you off like 20% of the time. But like 80% of the time, he's going to have to fold now, right? How well, can he call? He can call with a lot of hands. If Ike's going to slow play like King 10 or something, he's not going to fold it sure. just because the flush card comes. If he has Ace King with the Ace of Spades, he's going to call, of yeah. course. There's things he he's going to call. With anything, he's going to call. Yeah, you're right. Um, but like a lot of his range now is going to have to fold, right? This is a terrible card this, for Ike's range, and this is a good card for Mateos' yeah. range. Ike's actual hand might have to fold, even though his plan was to call on most cards. I think he does have to fold on this card. I really am surprised Adrian does not move in. Maybe he was trying to get a read on Ike, although it didn't look like he was looking at him. No, not, not too um, much. So I don't think he like picked up strength or anything. I think he just like lost his... like. Like the, the check raise didn't work and he lost the momentum. Yeah. Maybe he was thinking like any queen, any Jack, he can move in now, even though that wouldn't work out for him. No, but, um, but maybe he thinks those are good cards for him. And maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad spot. It feels like a, a pretty obvious move in though. I agree. So that's you're supposed just, to, you're supposed to be repping something besides just your, like, so basically his plan is when called, if he doesn't hit an eight, he's going to just give up. Or is he? Or is he firing on a lot of bricks? But the spade is like like the spade feels like such a good. Card. The spade is good for you, not bad for you, right? This is a this feels like a mistake. This might be the moment got to him type of thing. Maybe I don't know because I mean, twenty eighth all time. I mean, it feels he's kind of unjustifiable. A lot of money, maybe but. he could tell us his reasons, and we'd be like, oh, of course, you know. But I mean, maybe he just thinks like like when I calls the two hundred k raise, maybe he thinks like, oh, Ike is clearly going to try it. It's setting me up now. Like yeah. Ike would have moved in with a lot of hands here because it's such a wet board. Like he just he's just going to move in a lot to like, and instead he didn't. So he's setting me up, and I'm not going to fall for it, and I'm out. It yeah. could be that maybe. So maybe just as soon as he got called, he's just like forget this. Like yeah. if I don't hit the end, I'm done. Like yeah. I'm out. That's that's the only reason. To, that's the only reason to check that I can come up with. And maybe that's what's going on. But I don't love that either. I yeah. think I think Ike's going to have to fold the nine. Ike's going to have to fold the ten. Ike's not going to love it if he's got a bad king. At all? Nope. He's not going to love it if he has a good king, but he's probably going to call. Yep. He's going to just say it's one of the, but it's too good. Um, I guess if he has a nine or a 10 with a spade, maybe he's going to call sometimes if they're mm -hmm. good spades. But if they're bad spades, I don't know. I might just fold that too. It feels like such, by the way, we picked up a flush draw if he doesn't have a better flush draw or flush. 
I mean, we have the seven of spades, yeah. but you know, that's some extra equity. If Ike has a set or something or, or top two that can bail us out of this. Yeah. Cause it seems like now Mateos is just going to check fold. If Ike moves in, it just feels like a give up. Yeah. I mean, that must be it. Right. Cause he, cause he can't call. He's clearly giving up. I mean, moving in is by far the best play in my opinion. And check folding is the second best play. Check calling is the worst. Well, play. obviously he's never going to check call with yeah. seven high. Right. Right. So yeah. So it's gotta be, he's check folding. So he's giving up. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's going on. I don't like it. It's weird. I don't like it either. I think this is because the check raise was probably not great in the first place. Again, on this board where he can't really rep very much. And I, it's, it's stronger for Ike's range. And now he's like, I hate my life. So maybe, maybe this all comes back to Ike's 55 K bet to really successfully inducing. Maybe, maybe. Well, Ike has a really easy check back now. Um, yeah, I think I should probably check this. Doesn't seem to be any value in betting. Um, he could try and fold out a 10, but it's weird that Adrian would have a 10. Yeah. So that means he'd be targeting a king, which probably isn't going to fold. Probably not. So I think checking back makes all the sense in the world. I agree. That's what he does. Okay. Pause still 675. The river is the six of spades. Adrian gets there with the Whoa. seven of spades. It's like a double get there. He makes a pair of sixes and the flush. Yep. One of them gives him the lead. The river is why I don't want to play against either of these guys. That's what I was talking yeah. about earlier. So Mateo's checks. I don't think there's any other move with the seven. High it would flush. be bizarre to, to bet. And he, yeah. to bet, if he bets, he's going all in, right? I mean, yeah. just, and that'd be bizarre. So he has to check. Axton decides to go for it. Yeah. He bets 425. Yeah. Mateos goes into the serious tank. Of course. He in does. fact, he uses all of his time extensions. It takes five minutes. Yeah. They started talking on the telecast of, even though they have all these time extensions, so this doesn't come up anymore that he was about to get a countdown from the tournament director and then his hand was going to be dead because he was using all of as much time as he possibly could to try and decide what to do. Just kind of cool. Yeah. And I think Ike, Ike was supposed to check back the turn. That's the right play. But the check back on the turn is really what's giving yes. Adrian pause because wouldn't and for Ike not moving in on the flop and checking back the turn. It's like, can you really have a big spade ever? Ike? Can you really? I mean, you can have Ace King with the Ace of Spades if you're trying to induce, and then ace, check back the ace turn. Ace Ten with the Ace of Spades. He can yeah. have he can have a few a few big spades, but mostly he doesn't have it. Right? Yeah. Mostly not. Mostly, even when he has the Ace of Spades, he'll have moved in on the turn because they're yep. like, "Let's go." Like, I'm happy for you to fold, but it's okay if you call, right? Um, but maybe he can have a pair in the Ace of Spades and then and have it here. But besides that, it's hard to come up with what he has. I guess he could have the queen of spades in his hand. Could have queen jack with the queen of spades. Or even queen nine with the queen of spades. Yeah. Right? And then I think he'd move in here with that hand once Adrian checks. Yeah. Like, it's almost a free... Like, you feel it's a free roll, right? Adrian yeah. just is going to move in on the river if he's got the ace almost always. So, he can have a few big spades, but what about all the other hands he can have? Yeah. Like, all of them. There's so many. Yeah, so the turn check kind of screws him here. Yeah. Kind of screws him. But it's not a comfortable spot at all for Mateos because, of course, I could easily have probably the Jack of Spades. Jack of Spades are better, right? I mean, I think Ike's supposed to have... when it, What Ike's really repping here is like King-Queen with the Queen of Spades. I feel like is the hand he's repping. Yeah, but you think he could have the Jack of Spades, right, and do this? I think so, yeah. And I think Ike might play Queen-9, Jack-9, Jack-10, Queen-10, King-Queen, King-Jack, Ace-King, Ace-10, Ace-9, with the with the other one being a spade, mm-hmm. all this way. Okay, that's he re- fair. He really might play all of those hands. That's this a way. lot of combos. Yeah. And the question is, what other hands is he calling the check raise with? 
Well, there's all those same hands. All the same without, hands without the, spade. the spade. Yeah. So there's so going to be three times as many. Yeah. Of so those. that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So essentially, there's three times is not quite right because there's other hands in there too. But there's right. basically three times as as many bluffs as there are value of those types of hands. Well, the, yeah, the, it was um, king, nine, ten, right? Yeah. Which one of those wasn't a spade? Nine. The nine. So then the, he could also have the nine of spades in his hand. Do you think he would move? He would move oh, right. He wouldn't spades? move in. No, you're right. You're right. He won't. Yeah. So that's you're right. Okay. So that's that knocks out some stuff, too. Um, yeah. And, and so so he has all those for value. It feels like there's his, there's a lot more of those that aren't a spade. And then every other hand in the world that he has, we should be ahead of, right? He might have Could like have ace two eights. Jack. Could he have ace jack with the jack of spades or the ace of spades? I don't know. Adrian's so short. Maybe. But he might. I think he's more apt to move in with that than. Uh, on the flop. Or the turn. Yeah. As opposed to moving on the river. Feels just less likely. It's possible. It's got to be possible, though, right? He, he calls the flop because he's got showdown value. He's got the back door. He's got the gutter. He turns all the equity in the world and still has the big ace high and thinks it might yeah. be good, especially when Adrian checks, gets there on the river, moves in. Yeah. I think it's possible. But I think a lot of time he's not going to play it this way. Yeah. It's going to be more aggressive I somewhere. I suppose Ike also probably has two pair and set hands that he's going to be inducing with on the flop and yeah. checking back the turn because it's just a card that is kind of the death card for those. Ike's going to check a set and check two pair, right? Because on the turn? On the river. On the river. He's going to check those back. He's not going to turn those into bluffs. Right, right. right. So I'm saying those could be the hands that Adrian's beating. That Adrian's beating. Oh, if he, if he moves in with them. But why would Ike move in with a set? That's a good question. He wouldn't. Never and if mind. he's not going to move in with a set, he's not moving in with two pair. Because yeah. they're, they're effectively the same. Yeah. Since Adrian has no sets. So, yeah. Well, hold on a second. Okay. What is Ike moving in for with the queen nine if he's not moving in with a set? Because Adrian can have a king. He's trying to fold out a king. I guess that's it. It's got to be. So Adrian, So then we have to eliminate a lot of the hands that we said before. The king, queens, the ace, kings, hands like that. Right. I right. could not be moving in with those based on, those lo- based on that logic. He doesn't need to fold out a king. Right. So we can eliminate some of the bluffs. Yeah. Got it. That's true. Of that's course, really he's moving in with the ones that have a spade, but the ones without a spade now show down value enough. According to this theory that we've just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think Ike would believe King Jack. He wouldn't need to bluff with King Jack here. Yeah. Because he can be, he's beating any reasonable king that Adrian has. Now, he may have gotten unlucky, but he would assume if Adrian has a flush, he's going to he's gonna call anyway, and Adrian has very few two pair, and if he had, like... So what about Ace-10? No spade. I think that plays pretty similar to the Queen-9 here. No spade. All right, I so think he's going to bluff off, with that. The cutoff is the Kings, then. Yeah, I think so. At least our good kings. I, maybe our really bad kings were maybe king three suited. We're bluffing with too, you know. Maybe as like because you feel like it's kind of yeah. Like maybe you're gonna lose with well, that. Then hand you can too add much. a few more, a few more bluffs in there. Yeah, but still, so that's probably enough though. Because like, what kind of price is Adrian getting? He's getting a good price. He's getting an outrageous price, right? It's like a, a one point one million, and it costs four seventy five or something. Four twenty five. Four twenty five. I mean, my lord, that's pretty good. It is pretty good. So. 
so that that makes it pretty great if we can come up with a number of bluffs. Now we can come up with some we could, values. We here. could do the combos, but I don't think it's necessary. No, like there's enough bluffs. We're essentially going to find out that it's a plus chip EV call if yes. our theories are correct. It's got to be. It yeah. just has to be a plus chip. EV. I mean, we've got the seven of spades in our hand. That's one less. It spade. hurts a little bit to eliminate the king X's without spades. It does, but it doesn't hurt enough to make it a fold. Right. Right. But it's also such a huge moment, and that is certainly part of the decision. I mean, I think one of the things though, that makes this a little bit easier for Adrian to decide to call if he, if he were to call that makes it, sorry, I shouldn't say it that way. That makes calling a little bit more attractive is as you said, folding leaves us less than 10 blinds. Yeah. What and calling, if we call, we're going to have over 30 blinds. Uh, yeah, that's a big we're difference. Have about 30 blinds. We're going to be like Ike, Ike was leading the tournament and he had like 60 blinds, right? Yeah. To start this hand. So like 30 blinds is like a legit, a legit stack in this tournament now. Like yeah. you can do stuff with 30 blinds. And Mateus is the kind of guy who wants to have a, a bigger stack. Now that's still not a big stack, but at this point when the blinds, you know, the blinds are so large, 30 blinds is significant and you can three bet. If you're a three better, which she is, you can really get people to back down yeah. a lot more. Now this is a tough table, so it's going to be hard anyway, but whatever the point is 30 blinds, greatly increases Adrian's chance to win. So that's a, and, and like 10 blinds, he's often going to be the next guy out. Yeah. So that's another reason to call here. Well, Adrian finally figures that out for himself, I guess. And he does call. Yeah. I like it. it I would, think it's right. It'd be really tough to do in the moment to make that call. I mean, you have to be a guy who plays these regularly. I think yeah. like, this is my first 300 K and my only 300 K that I thought I was ever going to play like a satellite in or something. I don't know. Um, I would really find I wouldn't have check raised the flop, but like, let's say I got there, I got here this way. I think it'd be really hard to pull the trigger on a call here unless I'd seen Ike just doing lots of stuff. Yeah. It'd be really, really, really hard. But if you know, you're going to be playing a lot of these anyway, and it's like your, your life isn't so precious to you, you know, and you're really playing for the win because you understand that that's so much more valuable, which of course it is. Then, uh, then I think it's, it's a pretty clear call actually from all the things we've said. It's not, it's not easy, obviously. No, no. Not easy at all, but clear. Like you might fold, but you kind of know it's wrong. Yeah. You, I've done that before. You know, yeah, I'm sure everyone has. So Adrian makes the right decision, which that's the type. That's why I was saying, like on the river, I don't want to be against the guy who's going to move in with the pair because he mm-hmm. knows he's not good enough. As Ike, I don't want to be against the guy who's going to take five minutes and you kind of see the gears turning. Yeah, and know he's figuring this shit out, and you're like, damn it, he knows. Damn yeah. it, he he knows. He knows, doesn't he? You've been there before, right? Where you, of course. you're playing as a good player and you're bluffing and you're like, oh man, that line was actually not that good. Yeah. Oh, that was a bad line. Oh, he's going to figure it out. Of course. We've all been there. The longer they make you take, if you're sitting there into a big spot, especially, yeah, you're like, I mean, often I just come to peace with it. That's like, like, yeah, he's probably calling his yeah. Like, oh, well, he's calling. Like, yeah, I didn't do as good a job. Like, this story is a little bit ridiculous. You know? And <laughs> yeah. you're just like, wait a while. And then sometimes they fold and sometimes they don't. <laughs> yeah. That's the deal. Well, it was a good job by Adrian, but a better job by Ike because he ends up winning the event while Adrian still goes out fifth. Yeah. After all that, it's it's sort of crazy that this doesn't help Adrian and it doesn't hurt Ike in terms of the ultimate results of this. Yeah. Adrian does as bad as he can do from this point on and Ike does as good as but he can But in that do. moment, it significantly changed both of their expected values. It really did. It was a big time hand for both of them. And I mean, I am really still confused about Ike's play on i'm just confused about both their play actually ike's play on the flop i guess to induce adrian's check on the turn adrian's i guess giving up turn is the thing i understand the least it must be the giving up it's thing. just giving up yeah. even though the spade comes in it feels like so perfect yeah and it, 
So he's going to give up like all the time. He's as soon as he he's too short. He's just yeah. check raising, hoping Ike throws it away right away. Yeah. But that's that. You can't do that, man. Like that's too. That's the kind of board Ike's not going to be folding on that often. Like you were saying, right? He's going to have a million gut shots and a million parent gut shots and all that stuff. I don't know. I'm not a fan. Well, I am a fan of Adrian Mateo, so well, that was a great call. The river play was exemplary by both these guys. I think mm, exemplary. I think. I like Ike trying to fold out a king here. I think that's a good play. I think that's going to work a lot. Yep. A lot. Yep. Like every time, pretty much, right? Pretty much. Maybe. I don't know. Adrian's pretty good. He might suss it out. I mean, what's Ike supposed to have? He called the raise to 200K, and then yeah, how can I, he have nothing? He, he has nothing-ish. Yeah. So. He has, he has bottom pair. So how about that? Yeah, okay. I mean, sure. That's what you're down to, basically. It's like bottom or middle pair and a gutter. Like, that's all you can beat now, right? Seven, eight. He's going to move in on the turn, right? When not, not when Adrian has so many more flush draws. If he doesn't, if he's got eight high, but then he's going to, I don't know, then he's going to move in on the river. I don't know. Yeah. Seems hard. Yeah. It's hard to buy that. Got the right. Sure. Why not? All right. We're done. Okay. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave him so tired. I'm sipping on liquor. A quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make.